Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. Good morning. This is Pastor Julie Lewis, and we're in the fourth week of Advent. Our theme, Follow the Star, Find Your Way Home. We have two scriptures today, Isaiah 9, verse 6, and then John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And from the Gospel of John, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Imagine the scene, the time, 734 BCE, the place, the city of Jerusalem in the kingdom of Judah, King Ahaz sits on the throne of David, and the once whole kingdom of Israel is now two kingdoms split after the death of King Solomon, when two of his sons fought for control. And only two of the 12 tribes supported Rehoboam, the rightful heir, leaving the other 10 tribes supporting the other son, Jeroboam. So now we have the smaller kingdom of Judah and the larger kingdom of Israel. King Ahaz has received word that King Rezin of Aram is coming to attack Jerusalem, but also that King Pekah of Israel, their own brother, is joining him in the attack. Judah is a small kingdom, but it stands firmly on the trade route, and this is a matter of money. Whoever holds the gates to the trade route holds the power in the region. Learning that their brothers were coming to fight against them left them terrified. How could they stand against both countries? Jerusalem was a small city and a small nation. How could they fight their own brothers? And in comes the prophet Isaiah. God sends him to Ahaz with a simple message. Do not be afraid. What you fear will not come to pass. Stand firm in your faith. In Isaiah 7, 9, God says to Ahaz, If you do not stand firm in your faith, you shall not stand at all. Then Isaiah tells Ahaz to ask for a sign that all that God says will happen is true. Yet Ahaz refuses, saying, I will not ask, I will not put the Lord to the test. So Isaiah gives Ahaz the sign, saying, The virgin is with child and shall bear a son, and shall call him Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey by the time he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land before whose two kings you are in dread will be deserted. He then goes on to say that the Lord will call out the king of Assyria 
to capture and crush the two kings that are going against Jerusalem. Trust me, he says. Now, funny thing about prophets, God calls them to speak into the present time and not directly into the future. We read this passage and we immediately think about Mary and the birth of Jesus, but Isaiah was speaking into the situation in Judah at the time. See, the word translated virgin in our Bibles is also translated as young woman. And this prophecy was telling Ahaz that a young woman who was pregnant that very moment would give birth to a child in the line of David, which would be the sign of God's deliverance and God's unending faithfulness in keeping his promise that there would always be a descendant of David on the throne of Israel. And that baby would be about two years old when the two kings would be defeated and would show the people of Judah that God was with them. So in other words, hang in there and trust me to do what I promise. But Ahaz chooses fear over trusting God, and he reaches out to the king of Assyria himself, making an alliance with him and putting the kingdom of Judah under its power. Instead of gaining freedom through faith and trusting God, they end up as servants, not of Aram and Israel, as they feared, but of Assyria. The words of God were true. Ahaz and the kingdom of Judah did not stand because they did not stand firm in their faith and trust in the Lord. Now flash forward almost 700 years. Even though Isaiah was speaking to the present situation in his time, prophets also have an uncanny way of speaking into the future as well. The same prophecy that was spoken to Ahaz became the prophecy that would tell the world about Jesus, the coming Messiah. Now the word now, the word literally means virgin, and the angel Gabriel gives this child the same name as that king of old, Emmanuel, which means God with us. Isaiah speaks through eternity. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Just as the birth of a baby was assigned to Ahaz and the people of Judah, so the birth of this baby is assigned to all the world, that God keeps his promises and is faithful, that God makes a way where there seems to be no way, and we can trust him. There are so many other prophecies like this one in the Old Testament that speak to this newborn king. And in this fourth week of Advent, we have already talked about the star that would announce the birth of the king of Jews, the king in the line of David who would bring peace. And as we've talked about following the star and finding our way home, we've explored what it means to follow the star. The wise men had to stop and look up, taking their focus off their day-to-day lives, to see what God was doing. They had to understand what the star meant, and they could only know that by studying the prophecies in the Hebrew scriptures and knowing what to look for. Then they had to decide to leave where they were and follow the star in order to find Jesus. They left their homes and found a helpless baby who left his heavenly home and was born homeless so that he might make a home in the hearts of God's people here on earth. 
the one born to be king in the line of David, king of all the world. We've also talked extensively about what it means to make a home for Christ in our hearts, and I'm sure that for some of us it's still a challenging concept. Hopefully that will become clearer, but Christmas is getting closer. Many people will be traveling for Christmas. Will we be home for Christmas? And what do we mean when we say home? Well, the definition of home, according to Merriam-Webster, is the place where one lives permanently, especially as a member of a family or household. So probably where you get your mail, an address. But it can also be a place where something normally or naturally lives or is located. And that can be more general, like me saying I live on the Delmarva Peninsula or in Delaware or in the United States. I always love it when I return from a foreign country. The TSA people always say, welcome home, when I get back in the States. But also being at home can mean a place where you're relaxed and comfortable or on familiar ground. And unless your home is a place of fear and stress, which sadly can be the case for many, there's just something about being home, no matter where you're from or where you've been. Home can be the one place we feel like we belong, that we matter, and know we are loved just for who we are. I think that's why we want to be home for Christmas. I believe that each one of us in some way yearns for the feeling of being home, of being loved. And as I thought about this message, a a song kept running through my mind, and most of you will remember it and sing it with me if you do. I'm coming home, I've done my time. Now I've got to know what is and isn't mine. If you receive my letter telling you I'd soon be free, then you'll know just what to do if you still want me. If you still want me. Oh, tie a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree. It's been three long years. Do you still want me? If I don't see a ribbon round the old oak tree, I'll stay on the bus. Forget about us. Put the blame on me if I don't see a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree. Now, whether he was coming home from the jail, from jail or the military, it doesn't really say. But we know that when he looked, there were a hundred yellow ribbons tied round that old oak tree. That song was very popular in the early 1970s, and it was inspired by the idea that during the Revolutionary and Civil Wars, women would wear yellow ribbons in their hair as a sign of their devotion to their beloved serving in the cavalry. Even John Wayne made a movie called She Wore a Yellow Ribbon. It was a symbol that the loved one being remembered would be welcomed home. And maybe you didn't know it, but later, when the Iranian hostage crisis took place in 1979, one of the hostages' wives tied a yellow ribbon on her tree as a sign she wanted her husband back home, and many others did the same thing. It eventually led to all those awareness ribbons that we see now, like the pink one for breast cancer and the red one for AIDS awareness, and so many others. But it's sad when you think that anyone would believe they would not be welcome at home. Yes, I know there are some circumstances that make it impossible for a loved one to be home. 
but everyone should have a place they feel at home, even if there isn't a physical building with a physical family. And I think that's why we like this song. We don't know what kept him from home for three years, but if he can be welcomed back so warmly, it reminds us that we have a place that we are welcomed to. But the sad truth is not all of us believe that we have a place where we are welcomed. If you remember, we talked about John 14, 23, where Jesus says, if anyone loves me and keeps my commands, my father will love them and we will come and make our home with them. Many of us cherish those words and have indeed allowed Jesus to make a home in our hearts. Not all of us, though, feel welcome in the house of God. And not all of us welcome Jesus into the home of our hearts. And sometimes it's because we don't feel worthy. Remember, home is where we feel we belong and we matter, where we feel loved. And some of us don't feel like we matter, that we belong anywhere, or that anyone can or will love us. Some just don't believe that Jesus is who he says he is. They don't trust his words. We don't believe those pesky prophets, right? After all, they're just human beings. We want proof. We want God to speak out loud or give us a sign we can understand, like that yellow ribbon, for instance. What color ribbon would we need to believe that Jesus is the sign of God's great love for us? That we belong, we have value, and we matter. Like King Ahaz, we don't always trust the sign even when we see it. What will it mean if we make room in our hearts for Jesus and in our lives and then we mess up? Does that mean Jesus will abandon us? What are the signs that God's promises are true? Well, John opens his gospel with the words, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. We live in a dark world. It's been the same since Adam and Eve first bit that forbidden fruit. Yet from the beginning, God has been the light in this dark world, drawing us closer and closer to help us find our way home. Our home is with him. We were created in God's image, and without God living in us, there is a deep, dark void. Sometimes that darkness tries to tell us that we're not wanted, that we can't go home, that we don't have a home. Sometimes we just don't believe that there is a love so deep and wide that we can't escape it. Yet into this darkness, God sends a sign. It's a ribbon of light from a star that says, welcome home. And it comes in the form of a baby. We know that this darkness steals so much from us our joy, our peace, our strength, and sometimes our very life and breath. But the words of the prophets speak to us even today, saying, do not be afraid. To us, a child is born, a son is given, authority rests on his shoulders, so we can rely on his strength and not our own. His name is Wonderful Counselor, so we can learn from him and allow him to lead us by his word. Mighty God, so we know that the power of the universe is on our side and we can overcome anything the darkness tries to throw at us 
everlasting father. So we know that we always have a family, always have a home, one who loves us unconditionally and will never leave us, prince of peace. So we know that even in all the evil and chaos, we have a well of peace that never runs dry. When we open our hearts to receive the love of God given to us in the baby Jesus, we are coming home. And we have a God that welcomes us with open arms no matter what. He is faithful. He welcomes each and every one of us with hundreds of yellow ribbons and more love than we can comprehend. All in the face of a baby born in Bethlehem so long ago. A baby that grew up and showed his love for us with outstretched arms. We only have to follow the star. A star that shines with the greatest light. Light that never ends. Light that can never be extinguished. And allow Jesus to make a home in our heart. And we do that by making room for love. God is love, and when we put our faith in Jesus, knowing that he is the one sent by God to help us find our way home, then we learn to love God and love each other. When we make room in our hearts for love, there is no room for hate and fear, no room for chaos and division. We see that baby, the sign of God's love, then we can trust his word that no darkness in this world can overcome the light of his love. So can we open our hearts to be a home for Jesus, a home for love this Christmas? Gaze upon this holy child and know that it is here where we are truly home no matter where we go. I'm giving you a star this morning so you can remember that God has left the light on for you, a light that overcomes the darkness. Come home to Christ. Let Christ make a home in our hearts because love means coming home. Let the light of love fill us to overflowing with the peace, hope, and joy of the season as we follow the star and find our way home. Amen.